I told you. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Cause I told you. That is so fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Sweet setup. What do you make here? Don't worry about it. Oh, cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Take it home with you. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Sauce and Goss. <laughs> is that how you're going to start every episode now? No, but it's how I should start every episode because I'm start sick and, and tired. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of staring at the same walls in the same house. And uh, I'm ready to put my head through a couple of those walls. But I'm not going to do that today because... We have another great special guest on the podcast. When we started this show and talked about having guests, I immediately brought up my buddy, Derek Prince Cox. D-Rock, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, dude. Surviving this goddamn virus shit, it, it sucks. And normally we would be doing this in a, a nice studio with... You know, pristine equipment. Not that our equipment here isn't pristine, but, uh, you know, it's kind of forced us to just be on a couch in a room with a painting of birds or whatever that is. And, uh, you know, here we are. Dude, for those that don't know, Derek has had a very interesting life. He's a musician. He's been in a number of bands, one of which my band used to tour with and actually... He, at one point, managed our band, too, for some reason. Uh, and he hosts a very I, I successful... I didn't invite you guys, man. I'm sorry. That, well, that's not totally true, but it was, <laughs> it was short-lived because we gave up on the dream, and that's all right. But also, Derek hosts a very successful and rip-roaring sweet podcast called The Walk Show, W-O-K, not like walking on your feet, where he interviews all kinds of really cool people, man. Uh, Derek, just, you know, take us through, you know, kind of getting started out in the artistic world. You know, what drew you to playing music? What drew you to being in a band? Well, first off, you're making me sound way cooler than I am, so thank you. No. Nah. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, what, what got me started? I guess growing up in Erin, Ontario, where you either played music, played sports, or uh, ended up in prison. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm sure your listeners can't see, but uh, you guys can see I'm a fairly portly gentleman. Um, so sports was pretty much out, and, uh, and music was in. That's awesome, dude. Now, hold on just a second here. Now, I'm sure you've told me this before, but I'm blown away right now that you're from Erin, Ontario, home of the world infamous Erin Fall Fair. <laughs> yep. It's exactly the same as every other fall fair, but for some reason, people come from all over to check it out. So that there, really yeah. is true. It, 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 that's so true. But like coming from my nowhere in the middle of a whole town where we had like, a Ferris wheel, if we were lucky at our fall fair, the ear and fall fair felt like just the end all be all. Fee, did you ever used to go to the ear and fall fair? 
No, never. We would go to the Ripley Fall Fair, um, 15 minutes down the road. That fall fair was lit. We did. We have barely, <laughs> barely a fall fair of our own in my town, but <laughs> we would. Rip- we would. Yeah. That's so surprising. Like King Carden never had like a fall. That seems like a prime place to have like, a fall like fair. there's a fall fair, but I mean there's there's no like like rides or anything. It's just about um uh like uh. I don't know, and, like farmer stuff and uh and um like all of those like grade eight projects that like are like elementary projects that like go on yes. to the fall fair for Jenny or whatever. Which kids like, volcanoes I won, like, all and the shit. Time. Yeah, like I <laughs> I have a lot of agricultural content, like like ribbons or whatever. But um, we oh never had any God. rides or anything, so we would always have to go to the Ripley Fall Fair. Um, yeah, that seems <laughs> crazy to me. Did you have good drugs at least? Good drugs? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I mean, the Tim Hortons downtown in my in in King Carden has um a no smoking sign that's a crack pipe. So I don't know what that. <laughs> I don't know what that tells you, (laughs) but I've seen it with my own eyes, so I know that it's true. (laughs) That's amazing, man. We got to like, we got to get a picture of that and like add it to our socials. I hope they still have it. I like, I don't know. I haven't looked for it in a long time because I forgot about it, but so I'll I'll see if it's still there. (laughs) Maybe we should have somebody on the show from the Tim Hortons then that would be willing to speak because clearly someone at the store witnessed something very specific. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's amazing all right so moving moving past the fall fair then um so you grew up in like a pretty small town um bigger than the town i grew up in but still pretty small and and i actually remember um i at one time was for some reason invited to be a guest on Derek's podcast and uh, I remember you asking me about uh like getting involved in like the heavy metal scene and how weird that was um, in such a small town. Like, how did you kind of get hooked on to it? To the heavy music scene or just the music scene? Well, the, I guess the music scene, but just, like, specifically metal. Well, I think I was just kind of a freak in a small town, you know? Um, I, I really like Metallica, Megadeth, uh, Slayer, Pantera. And I used to get called a skid every day until metal surfaced when I was around in grade 11. And then I was the cool kid for like a little bit. But um, I don't know. I mean, the music scene was fairly eclectic and Aaron, like, well, especially for a small town, there actually were some really cool bands. And I just wanted to be a part of it. I don't think at that point I had any aspirations. Well, I definitely had aspirations, but um, I didn't really have any vision of, of going anywhere beyond being in a high school band that people thought was cool. Well, so all vanity, I guess. I know that I know that you've been in a lot of bands, and I know you currently like. So you're you're still part of, if I'm not mistaken, a cool cover band called Guy and a Half. Yeah, well, a cover band. I mean, you're calling it cool, and I'll take that. But it is cool, dude. Come on. Um, yeah, you now, need to show yourself some more self-love, I'm feeling. <laughs> well, I'm to, to the compliments here, bud. <laughs> well, I, but as you can see, though, like we can see it and the listeners can't. D-Rock's a big Blue Jays fan, so self-love is is something hard to come by of, of, of late. <laughs> yeah, I'm rocking my Joey Bat shirt because we should be enjoying some baseball right now, and it's uh, it's sad to me that we can't. 
We really should be, dude. I wanna I wanna talk a bit about how how we met. So you you had kind of come up through your own local music scene, got involved in a bunch of different bands similar uh, you know to the way I went through it. And then the reason that uh, you know me and all the boys met you was through a fucking rip roaring good metal band called Arise and Ruin. And many of our listeners, I know a lot of the boys are listening, will remember how hard you guys ripped. How did that band start? Because you guys had a lot of success. Well, we had a band before that with everyone in Arise minus the singer called Pure Blank. That's right. And- so that came out of, uh, it's a really long story, but um, came out of a band in Toronto that just wasn't working out for me. But the bass player and I got along famously. Um, so he suggested we get together with some dudes that he used to play with in high school. And, uh, and that was pure blank. So we, uh, you know, we cut our teeth and we played a lot of shows and eventually did a cross Canada tour. And then we decided to kind of, uh, well, I don't know, part ways with our singer. How do I put it diplomatically? And I, <laughs> we're, still, we're still best friends. I love the guy. It just We just couldn't live in a van together. So took some time off, decided to rebrand and did some auditions, ended up with Ryan Bachman and, uh, and away we went. That guy was such a little firecracker, just like a little stout dude. And I remember... Um, I remember because we we got really into your band. Uh, a mutual friend turned us on to your band. So we had heard you guys before we met you guys. And I remember being like, I'm a big dude. And I remember being super intimidated by Bachman, which is hilarious because <laughs> like we all know he's just the coolest guy. He was so nice to me in particular being a singer and whatever. Um yeah, and then you guys took off. Like you, you guys played a lot of shows, man. Like you guys were grinding, and uh, eventually you got recognized by a pretty major American label, Victory Records. How the hell did that come about? Uh, just continuing to try, man. I mean, we auditioned for Victory the first time they said no. Wow. For me. Yeah, I um, yeah. So you know. We just were persistent, I guess. So just kept touring and then kept practicing. We were always touring and practicing. We were practicing between legs of tours. Like, it was ridiculous. But uh, we went back for a second audition and, and we got it. And I've got to say, I'm pretty impressed with, well, I guess, both of your careers. You've both been on tours and dance and stuff. My my music career started and ended with the trombone in elementary <laughs> school. Uh, <laughs> shout out. Um, it was very good. I was in band. Um, <laughs> besides the point. Um, so, yeah, you guys have both been on tours. Like, So what's it like being out, like, touring, going, playing in venues and such? Uh, it's amazing. It's uh it's something I'll never forget and I'll always hold dear. I don't think I would do it again. Like maybe, maybe a little 10 day Canadian East coaster um, might happen before I really uh, hang them up. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot, right. Especially when you're kind of, you know, living in the van, right. I mean, I talk about it on my show all the time. We're just like sleeping in Walmarts and, and all that shit. But um you know, it, it's all worth it for the like half hour you actually get to rip with your band. Uh, and then you get back in the van, go sleep in another Walmart and do it all over again. What yeah. Do you think? 
Well, like, like I can't even really compare, right? Because, like, when I was in a band, I was in fucking high school. Like, so when we were playing, and you guys, like, I have to say, like, we were pretty lucky to be friends with a lot of cool bands. Um, Third Axis, back in the day, our boys, who are now, like, you know, a majority of that band is now the almighty Mandroid Echo Star. Juno award-winning Mandroid yes. Echo Star. Um uh, we we were we got to be friends with a lot of cool bands, but I have to say, Arise was definitely the coolest to us. You guys invited us to play and open on your shows a lot, which was great for us. So, like, because we were in high school, we didn't really get to like do the whole extended tour. Like, we would play on weekends a lot, and the most we ever did, I think we played four nights in a row once um, with Dead and Divine who were also really cool to us. Um, when they put their first album out, we played their Brant their Brantford release show and then three shows after that. Um, but that said, still, traveling around with your buddies and, like, you know, obviously we didn't have a van. We were driving around in, like, our parents' cars. And, like, my mom had a Jeep, so she would, like, drive us to shows and shit. And, like, D-Rock, you'll remember my mom. She was, like, our merch lady and essentially our manager for a while. Um, sweetheart. Oh, yeah. She's, she's so just nice to me. This, this old dude hanging out at your house, like, checking out your practices. <laughs> I always felt a little weird about that, but uh, she was always uh, so accommodating. Oh, man. Just she's the coolest to this day. Um, and, yeah, like, the you're right. That whole feeling of, like, going and playing and and performing songs that you wrote with your friends is is awesome but i think that you know and and derek you could speak to this because you got to tour and play shows with a lot of huge bands in our scene uh i know your buddies with ken susie of on earth um like they are huge they play giant festivals and shit all over the world um you know i think that a lot of people don't necessarily respect the grind of what touring is even for big acts like it's great and looks super glamorous when you're on stage but when you come off stage and especially for bands grinding it out you're fucking in a van it's hot you're eating taco bell all the goddamn time like it's a grind man it really is yeah well definitely and i mean you know just to talk about playing the victim for a second i mean holy shit like you guys were fucking incredible and uh yeah now now i'm gonna tell you not to sell yourself short because um i don't know you were like these high school kids where we were just like holy fuck what is going on like there must be something in the water because we were cavemen and i mean we played tight because we played all the time together but we were just chugging along maybe three four notes and you guys were just chock full of virtuosos so um, you know, it was it was an easy decision to to have you guys play with us as much as possible. Yeah, um, it was. Fun. I can I can play hot crust buns on the recorder. Is there any room nice. for me in, in your band? Are, are you gonna do it now or? Uh, shoot! I should have thought ahead. I would have pulled it out. I don't know where it is. <laughs> you don't. You don't actually still have your recorder. I yeah. snapped mine in half. Yes, I still have my recorder. That's crazy. That's yeah. We're we're gonna have to talk about that later. Um, <laughs> there, there's some inherent character flaw there, isn't there? 
Um, <laughs> no, no, it's uh, yeah, man. I'll, I'll say even with all the cool stuff I've been able to do now, ever since that, uh, being in that band and hanging out with you guys, and and I know this for all the boys, Quincy and Rob, all of our our bandmates. Hanging out with you guys was a huge catalyst in all of our lives. And um, just being able to share the stage with you guys was like huge for our development. And I honestly, I, I probably wouldn't be doing what I do now if I hadn't gone through all that stuff. It gave us all, certainly myself, so much confidence. And uh, I love what I do now, but there's nothing, there's no drug on earth that's better than being on stage. Yeah, it's definitely a... Uh a certain kind of itch that you can't always scratch. And uh, I hear you, man. I mean, even doing the podcast, which, I mean, you're a pro. I'm doing this shit sort of evenings and weekends. But, um, you know, I, I totally agree with you, man. It, it's amazing. It's something that I'll continue to do, and I very much enjoy. And I do consider a creative outlet, by the way. Um, but it, it's just not the same, right? No, it definitely isn't. And We'll get we'll get back to some of the bands you've got to play with and some of the cool stuff you experienced. But let's talk about your podcast. The Walk Show is it rips, dude. It's such a great show. Um, what kind of inspired you to start the show? Like, you know, there's a billion podcasts out there. Like, people, you know, can start up a podcast in their basement with a cheap mic and you know a. a, a a free to download recording interface in five minutes, but podcasts like yours really stand out to me. And and the reason being is because of the dude you are and how much you get your guests to like open up and really dig deep. Like certainly while I, when I was on there, I, I like, I felt like I was like on Conan O'Brien or some shit, you know, like, cause you, you know how to really connect with people in like a really laid back setting. What inspired you to start that? Um, probably a number of things, but I think the main thing was just friends and, and lack thereof. I mean, you get a little bit older, people start getting married, they start having houses and, you know, white picket fences and dogs and all that. And you just, you don't get to connect like you used to when you were in your early twenties, mid twenties, even late twenties, you know, every weekend over at somebody's house, shooting the shit around the kitchen table. Um, but I mean, after a while of just doing covers, because I got out of the original game for a while, um, I just started to feel like that old man in a cover band. And I really felt a disconnect, uh, particularly from the, the life that I used to live. Um, so I ended up joining a band called Five Years um, with Donnie from Straight Reads, uh, among others. And it kind of just reinvigorated me and showed me that... Uh, you know, I'm not a fossil. I can still kind of do exciting original music. And uh, and then right after that, I did a um, Steve Argus's podcast, Take Her Wide. And yeah, I mean, after off air, he was like, dude, you should just do this. And I was like, well, am I going to be stepping on your nuts, though? He's like, no, no. <laughs> so <laughs> in a nutshell, that that's pretty much it. <laughs> and obviously you play with... Um like a lot of different bands, groups of people um, over, over your course um, of, of, of being a performer. Uh, can you name drop some of your, your favorite people that you've played with, some of your favorite groups? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I can. And for, uh, first off, I just want to say I'm sorry for being all interrupty. I'm still getting used to the whole flow of the, uh, the phone interview. Um, 
<laughs> it's all good, it's brother. Bit, um, but uh, yeah, name dropping. Well, uh, I sure like name dropping. I think one of the coolest bands that I ever got to tour with uh, was the Red Chord. Um, oh, and I've been a fan of theirs since they came on the scene, and they only really got better. Um, the downside was that we got our asses kicked. So we did a tour with, uh, so it was between the Barry to me, the Red Chord, and Cephalic Carnage, and us. And us. <laughs> we, we got our asses kicked every single night. But it was so inspiring to get to see bands of such a high caliber uh, just do their thing every night and on and off stage, like how they conducted themselves, how they loaded in, um, how they chilled out or or watched bands, you know, just getting to learn from the masters uh, was pretty incredible. Yeah, man, you you played with a lot of great bands, Red Chord. I, I only ever saw them once. And they were playing Under Oath's Canadian CD release show. And their other guitar player got stopped at the border. So they only had one guitar player and they just played as a foursome. And they still destroyed. It was so unreal. Um, well, they went on as a foursome. Um, was it the, right. the stock bearded dude? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... That play actually shit. I think he's a lefty, but he plays a right-handed guitar like Hendrix style. I don't know. I can't remember, yeah. man. A million years ago, but yeah, that dude can definitely hold his own. Yeah, he was unbelievable, and uh, they they were awesome that show. Uh, I know. Also, like I mentioned, Ken Susie. Now, like me and the boys, we used to be and like pro like still are obsessed with Unearth. They were like. They were one of those bands that were like the peak shit if you were into like metalcore in the 2000s. Um, did you guys ever play with On Earth? I think you did. We did, but it was as pure blank. Um, really? It back, yeah, it was back at the Trashateria. Um, oh, um, God. And I think, I think we, hmm, we might have played with them during a rise, but I think maybe just Ken showed up. I think that might just be what it is in Boston at a, a place called Bill's Bar. Um, so yeah, I don't think we actually ever played with them as, as a rise. Ken's a legend too. Like he is one of the funniest guys. Like all their DVDs are so good, but also like he, he's a pro, like those guys party really hard and like really enjoy what they do. But he, he is the definition of a grinder, man. Like he, he's done a little bit of everything. And I think that's how you justify your existence, you know, as you're coming up in, in, in this industry, right. Is you got to wear as many different hats and, and probably a lot of industries really, um, you know, you hear about entrepreneurs all the time. Like they don't have one idea. They have 10 and one sticks. Um, Man. So I feel like Ken was that kind of dude. Yeah, you're totally right. Well, D-Rock getting deep on us here for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're you're totally right, dude. I, I respect the shit out of that guy. What uh, – I'll, I'll throw some rapid fires at you here. Worst place you ever played a gig. Not your worst gig, just the worst – venue you ever played in well it was definitely in el paso texas wow i don't remember what it's called um and it was terrifying 
Um, but that was also, I mean, border city. Like we can see the border crossing where apparently some cops were beheaded. Um, there were Holy roadside protests. Uh, uh, yeah, what else? Yeah, that that was that was creepy, man. I mean, we definitely loaded up and peeled the fuck out of there as soon as possible. <laughs> no shit, that's crazy. What is what's the best or coolest venue you ever played? Huh. Uh, we played, okay, so we played this festival called Chicago Power Fest, and it, wow. it wasn't in Chicago, it was in like a suburb, uh, I don't remember, yeah, I don't know the name of the town or the name of the venue, so I, I'm terrible at this, um, but we did get to play with like Iced Earth and Testament and like a bunch of crazy bands, and of course they had the the green room where we could all hang out with each other, and so that, yeah, that was probably, probably Number one. But again, this is rapid fire, so this is just off the top of my head. What uh, what would you say if if you could and and we've written down a topic here that we'll we'll all dig into, but kind of related to that topic. What's one band that you wish you could have played with? Who's like the one band that like above all others you would die to share the stage with? Nothing face. Nothing face for sure. You and love I, nothing yeah, face, dude. What's up? You love those guys, eh? Yeah, dude. Ever since I was in high school, and uh, we were on a bill with them to play, and it must have been the trash, uh, but they didn't get over the border, and that one always stuck in my craw. Oh, that's terrible, dude. Oh my god. Oh man, that's such a bummer. Fee, we've got a we we got a question here. We've seen this done a lot on Twitter during our quarantine days. Why don't you share with D Rock over here what what we'll talk about here? All right, um, yeah, we want to talk about any um, artists or bands um, that you regret not being able to see perform live. Like you just want like sitting in a concert just watching them. Who you wish that you could have seen? Oh man, uh, Soundgarden, off the top of my head. Oh man, yeah. Never saw the original incarnation of Alice, Alice in Chains. I haven't seen them since either, but I mean, they're still around, I guess. Uh, I mean, I feel like everyone says Nirvana, uh, so I'm going to go with that as well. Yeah, yeah, Nirvana for sure, for sure. Oh man, yeah, there's so many good ones. Soundguard, man, God, that breaks my heart. Ah, Chris Cornell, yeah. we miss that guy, dude. The world could use a bit of Chris Cornell right now. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, Fee, why don't you go next? Like, I know you've seen a few of your favorites, but, you know. I don't want to embarrass myself in front of Derek. <laughs> hey, man. You get to know me. You won't, you won't worry about that at all. Yeah, man. This, uh, hey, this is our show, and this is all about being you, dude. Rip away. Uh, oh. um, I won't. I wish I could have seen One Direction. <laughs> See, uh, but they could come back. They're I don't all... think so. Yeah, really? Like, did I don't they... think so. Now, I think we... there's too much bad blood after Zayn left the group. Really? So, like, that's... I'll ask you that then, and I don't know if Derek's an expert on 1D, <laughs> but... Um, <Nope>. was, was, <laughs> was Hey, man, they had some hits, dude. Uh 
was that what it was with them? Like they like they didn't break up because they all kind of wanted to stop. Like they legit. No, yeah. Zane Zane left first, and then they stayed a band after he left, and then they're like, you know what? It's just let's just go our own ways after this. They had like one album, I think. Um, just the four of them. But right. yeah, so then. Yeah. Okay. Well, they yeah, can so, like, all get back together. I don't, I don't think so. It would be nice, but I don't know. Even if they do, the tickets are going to be way too expensive if that ever happens. So yeah, that's <laughs> I'm never going to be able to see them. <laughs> that's true. I, do you have anybody else that like you would die to see, or um, I, everyone else I'd want to see? I think I still have the chance to. I would have said Jonas Brothers, but I mean, that's I I, I might be able to again one day because they, they are, are back. back. Yeah, they they are so. back. My girlfriend has seen them multiple times. I know, I, I know, <laughs> but yeah, I think you you can go now, Ryan. <laughs> you have cooler bands probably to talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. that's that's, that's not anybody on you for what you listen to, though, right? Like, if anybody's gonna go at you for what you like, then then fuck them. Yes, Dude. that that's what I say. I totally <laughs> agree. I totally agree. And I know I know that Fiona is really fired up right now because what? We're recording this April 8th. What happens tomorrow, Fiona? <laughs> uh, Selena Gomez drops a new song, <laughs> April 9th. Um, it's called Boyfriend. Um, she says Whoa. that. Um, she, I know. She, she wrote the song a while ago, though. So she's like, um, it doesn't have anything to do with what's happening right now. So a bunch of these proceeds are going to go to COVID-19 relief, like charities and stuff. So like, oh, well, so yeah, she's the best. That's I love dope. Selena Gomez. You know I what? Know. You know what? I'll buy the, I'll buy the fucking song then. That's great. Good for her. I don't mind Selena. She's all right. I do wonder though, if she wrote that about the weekend. People are saying Justin Bieber because... Ah, that's, but that's too old. Nah, I know, nah. I know, I know. <laughs> well, we're just gonna have to she's listen. Married and shit. We're just gonna have to listen to the song. Yeah. And find out. By by the way, r- real quick drop. The weekend's new album is fire. I love it. Um, yeah. It's it's real good. I vibe with that dude. He's he needs to stop doing so much cocaine though, man, because he's gonna kill himself, and and like that's not good. But. Hopefully he can get his life in order because he's such a brilliant musician. Um, I I would see him, but of a band, there's two bands. Obviously Nirvana, all the ones you said, D-Rock, I would love to see those bands. Um, If I could pick two, one that there's not much of a chance we'll ever see them because of bad blood, real bad blood. And one because the main antagonist of it is is gone, unfortunately, and that would be Pantera. I'll never get to see Pantera. You saw them, didn't you, D Rock? I did. Yeah, reinventing the Steel tour. God Almighty, man! Like the last possible chance you could have seen them in Canada, at least. You you legit probably saw them the last time, yeah, that they ever crossed the border as a band. It was, yeah. That's so unreal. And they were still, despite all the problems that, well, really just Phil was having, because the rest of the band was fine, um, despite all the issues that they were having, they were still so good. All right, man, I would love to see Pantera. God rest dime. We miss him too. Um, and Killed Vinny. On, and Vinny. I, I, yeah, I, I can't believe he died too. Um, it's just, yeah, it's so sad, man. Like, uh, 
killed on stage. Like, that is... That's just unbelievable, man. Yeah, Pantera would be my number one pick. And then my number two pick, there is a slight possibility we could see this group get back together, but there's just no way I see it happening. And that would be Oasis. I love the Gallagher brothers. I love Oasis. I I don't know, man. Liam and Noel fucking hate each other. And uh, I don't know, man. That would be mine. Sometimes, though, you know, their love for money kind of trumps their hate for, for each other. And, that, and that's how you get a lot of reunions, right? That's kind of, you know, what gave me like a sliver of hope. And, and it's different. I'm still, the pessimist in me is still there because they're brothers. Kind of like, you know, like the Counting Crows. Like they'll just never play together again. And that's the pessimism in me because they're brothers. And that's just a different kind of hate. You know what I mean? But the one thing that gave me a sliver of hope was when Guns N' Roses got back together. Like proper Guns N' Roses. And I was like, holy shit, if those guys can get on stage with Axl Rose again, maybe. Well, there's always hope, man. I mean, as long as people are alive, there's, there's got to be at least a sliver of hope. I hope so, man. I and and you know what? Much like much like Fiona with one D, the tickets would be outrageous, and I I would pay it. I I would risk missing a month's rent to go. I really would. Well, I think you saw that with Rage Against the Machine before this whole COVID scenario came on, right? Holy shit, dude! Their tickets were outrageous. I was pissed. I, I don't know. I mean, I think Benner tried to explain it to me. Um, and I can't remember what the hell he said. Because who listens to Benner anyway? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I saw Outrageous Prices, and I saw a band that uh, tends to stand against that kind of thing. And I, I saw a little bit of a uh, hmm, a difference there. Yeah, it really made me wonder a little bit. And and I don't know why, but the first thing I thought of was like, what is the deal? Like their lead singer is probably one of the weirdest guys alive. And, and like he he lives a very recluse lifestyle, Zach De La Roca, and he's awesome. And that band destroys, but I don't know, man. Like, yeah, something smelled fishy there and I don't know, but hopefully someday we'll be able to see those dudes too um your podcast dude the walk show is so fucking good i had the pleasure of being a guest on there and now of course i had to reciprocate that um you know you've had a lot of interesting people on the show like obviously not including me because i just <laughs> spout bullshit on this show and like we just spill tea but <laughs> You've had a lot of cool people on there, not just musicians. Like you've had a lot of like very artistic people on the show who like off the top of your head are some of the people, maybe even just outside of music that you've had on that you kind of like found something out about that made you kind of go, whoa, that's like really cool. It, hmm, it's tough to, to point it because I feel like every time I have somebody on, I find something out that makes me go, huh? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that question. I, I don't think I could pinpoint it. it could, because the cool thing is, and 
you know, it makes it very easy to do a podcast is everybody has a story. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So I that's guess, very yeah. true. Yeah. I, I honestly, and I swear to God, this is genuine, but like every time I do one of these, um, even on the receiving end, you know, like I'm going to find something out uh, uh, that, that makes me, uh, makes me go up. And I think that's super cool. It really is, dude. And, and like, like I said earlier, I think that like from, from your first show to the stuff you're doing now, like it, you can really see that progression and your interviewing skills take off. But the cool thing about your show that I like so much is that there's no, um, like there's no fluff around it. Like it's very, like it's so you and you can tell that you're sitting in a room, like chatting with someone who maybe you don't even necessarily know your guest, like super close, like some others, like, you know, like the relationship you and I have, or you and Benner and guys like that, but you immediately are able within like 10 minutes to have a great rapport with anybody. Well, I think a lot of it goes out to the guests. I mean, they're the ones willing to trek over here, you know, and through six feet of snow and like a fucking ice storm uh, to be here. So, you know, I think that the kudos goes to them and it's, it's very easy to get into uh you know, a deeper conversation and maybe not like, you know, existential deep, but just deeper than surface level, uh, just by giving people the opportunity to, to speak. Yeah. And you, you do such a great job of that. I know like, um, like obviously I'm an example of somebody like we already had like a prior longstanding relationship and we, we had a lot of fun that day and, but like we touched on like some very like broad and like deep subjects, man. And like, it's cool that you're able to not only obviously talk about what the person is passionate about, but really dig in sometimes to people's psyche. And I think that's interesting too. Well, I think I, I go with the cards that are put on the table. Right. So you know, I think a lot of it comes down to, and I'm sure the both of you know very well, um, just reading a situation. Um, so if somebody wants to talk about their album and they don't want to get off that subject, that's cool. I, I'm game. Uh, and if somebody shows me shows me their cards and they want to go a little deeper, well, I'll go a little deeper. Um, and certainly not to to have a gotcha moment. I think that's another thing is in 2020. We're, we're way too fixated on the fucking gotcha moment um, rather than just having a little empathy and, and having a cool conversation. Dude, I totally agree with that. Fee, what I know, I know you totally vibe on that where, I mean, we like to throw the goss around, but yeah. we're not, we're not trying <laughs> yeah, to. It's interesting to say like that specific, like gotcha, like kind of sentence on it. On a gossip podcast, but yeah, no, Whoa. we definitely try to like, like, really, well, like, dish our opinions, but like, we're not here to like make people feel like bad about themselves or like try to like, like, expose anyone. That's not that's not what we're about. So no. yeah, I agree. I feel like a lot of it too is, I mean, if you're if it's the two of you kind of sounding off on pop culture, then go nuts. I mean, as a listener, I think that's fucking hilarious. Um, but when you have somebody on your show, um. Uh, you know, obviously you're not, uh, or at least I'm not, uh, you know, trying to, trying to go after the, uh, go after the throat. 
Yeah, I- exactly. Now, yeah, now Derek, about those murders. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you said we weren't going to talk about that. <laughs> you can hang you can hang up. Uh no, I to- I totally agree, man. Like, yeah, if you're when you're when you're when you have somebody on your show, be it a podcast or whatever kind of platform you're using, like, yeah, that that's what annoys me so much about just shit like TMZ and really reality TV. We talked a bit about that when I was on your show, which everybody should go listen to and subscribe to. You're, what are what all are you on? Where can people find you, dude? I know you're on Apple Podcasts because that's where I listen. Well, I always just say the majors. I mean, I, I sort of send it out to a provider called Zencast. Uh, nice. who's awesome. I think it's just like a, a one-dude operation out of Australia. And he puts it out to everywhere. So um, I always say all the major platforms, but I can definitely confirm Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, uh, and Zencast. Well, that is sick because that's where we roll on this show, dude. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify is where you can find us. And God damn it, if you're listening to us, you better go and get yourself a taste of the walk show. All right? We're spilling tea here with D-Rock, who hosts a rip-roaring good podcast. And he has a lot of cool people on there, not including myself. Don't listen to that episode because that's pandering. But no, man. well, I'll, I'll plug it. I'll plug it. And actually, sorry, you keep going. I'm going to find out which episode it was. <laughs> He's going <laughs> to look back in the draft of his hundreds of cool episodes to find that one time that this mouthpiece was on there. Um, we and and you know what's cool too, dude, is that like we went for a long time too. Like we 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 chatted for like two hours almost, which and it flew by. And I think that at the end of the day, that's the mark of a good show. I can listen to your podcast when I'm like doing anything, like I'm like going for a walk, I'm cleaning, I'm doing whatever, and it feels like time just floats by that. Like when there's no moment of feeling like heavy, like, Hey, where's this going? That's a really good sign, dude. And if I could give you any type of glowing compliment, that would be the, the one I'd give you is that your show just flows. Thank you. I, I do appreciate that, man. Again, like, I mean, as a, as a broadcaster, uh, I, I look up to you, man. Like you're doing what don't I say do. that. <laughs> no, it's true. You're uh, doing it, man. Oh, dude. I appreciate that, brother. Well, man, I'll tell you, it's been so cool to have you on this show. This will not be the last appearance. Like, you're going to be back on here again, especially since, like, you know, we didn't even really specifically dig into some of the great people you've had on there including, and I just want to end this with this, because this is fairly relevant to our show on one of our recent episodes. One of the people that you had on, and I think this was fairly early on in your show's life, was a man by the name of Brent Munger. Yeah. Now, Brent is a very cool dude. He's doing a lot of cool stuff. But I, of course, met Brent through a rise and ruin where he played ripping guitar for you guys. Now I want to take you back to like 2008 
And I don't know if you've listened to this episode of our podcast yet, but I told Fiona about the sexy party story. Do you know what I'm referring to? I do. I do. How much of that... How much of that night do you remember? Because one of the only standout things among many other weird shit we saw that night at Hal's place was being in one of those... Remember how they just had like 30 empty rooms in that house? Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. It was so strange. It was this cool I, I old thought house. 50. I think I was seeing double, though. Oh, man. We were all... Well, I'm like, I was like 17, so that was so off board. But one, <laughs> you weren't one, doing anything. No, yeah, I was behaving really well. Um, and uh, you know, reading comic books. I remember exactly. Yeah, Spider-Man <laughs> issue 30. Um, one choice. one standout moment I remember, and I told Fee about this was when we were all standing in an empty room and there was one piece of furniture in there and it was like a shitty old dresser drawer and out of nowhere, Brent just chugged a beer and smashed it to a thousand pieces. Yep, I I do remember that, man. And I mean, I was always the goody two-shoes in the band, like when it came to you know, just respecting people's property. Because I remember being like, dude, what are you doing? And they were just like, oh, fuck you. It's hilarious. I, I'm not proud to have been associated with, with Brent in that, in that moment. But it was pretty memorable. That's for sure. Well, I remember, I remember too, like, and, and if this makes you feel any better, I, I hope it does. I remember later that night, Hal being like, oh man, uh, did someone break that dresser? And I was like, yeah, I don't know who though. And then he goes, man, that's awesome. I've been looking to get rid of that thing anyway. And I was like, <laughs> that's fantastic, man. He just, well, you know how, man. Like he had such a chill attitude about everything. He was like, oh, somebody broke the dresser. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so shitty though. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and that guy's my brother but that sucked it 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 did but at the time seeing it i was like this is amazing it was like it was like something out of like wrestlemania <laughs> 2 it was great i my final question for you then on the subject of that is and and again i don't know if you've listened to the episode where i talk about this but did you ever make it all the way up into the attic where they were having like a full scale rave? No, and I'm kind of glad. Okay. I I'm not going to spoil anything for you then because it's you can listen to it in our show and anybody who hasn't heard it and is listening for the first time go back and it's find the sexy episode. Party, so the show is find. The episode's literally called Sexy Party. And <laughs> yeah. go back and find it. And and you you hear for yourself the treat that we walked in on, Rob Crellin and I, uh, upstairs when there was a rave going on. It was uh, that whole night. That was probably the funnest night uh, I ever had in our band. Because we played the – that was the last date of a tour that you guys and Dead and Divine were doing. 
and you invited us to play it in Kitchener, and then that happened, and it was so fun. So <laughs> the registry, right? Yes, it was. The registry theater in the bottom of the RBC Bank building. <laughs> yeah, that was a I do remember that. I remember everything about, well, maybe not everything about that show, but I do remember that show and the after party. I I remember most of it, and you'll you'll find that out when you hear the episode. I have great recall. So <laughs> Oh man. D-Rock, dude, it's been so sick having you on this show, right? And Fiona can attest to this right when we started and we were like, we could have guests. I was like, dude, I know a guy. <laughs> it's very Thank true. Thank you so much for having me. And Fiona, very nice to meet you. Yes, you too. Thanks for coming on the show. And uh, episode 25 of The Walk Show featuring your boy, Ryan Drury. Yes. Twice. <laughs> oh, God. There it is. Um, definitely go listen to the walk show. Maybe skip episode 25 and uh, show Derek some love, dude. Where can people follow you? You have social media for the pod? Yeah, it's Instagram and Facebook, uh, the walk show, W-O-K. And uh, yeah, please, please give me a like and a follow. If you dig it, tell, tell two friends. I love it, dude. Tell 50 friends. How about that? I love it, I buddy. 50 friends. Ugh. <laughs> we we do dude this show has this show has 50 friends worldwide how about that tell everybody and multiply this double family how about that love i love it buddy dude i love you brother i really appreciate you jumping on our show and uh, having some fun spilling some tea with us i appreciate it dude thank you love you too brother and uh yeah let's do it again Yes, sir. Cheers, Bo. <laughs> Cheers. Let's see ya. There you have it. There is D-Rock Derek Prince Cox. He is a friggin' gem, as you can tell. And, you know, what's, what's, so, fun, what's so fun about that guy, dude? And, Fee, I'm sure you could tell as we made you sit silently for well, a Well, you guys had such a good, time. like like rapport going i didn't know how i could interrupt you guys i know i felt bad i was like god damn it i wish fee had met Derek. what i should have done was like before coronavirus we should have all got a drink and we will he lives in guelph and and guelph's like his home base but that's man, where my sister is killer so. even, even better so now we've got a dual reason to visit and i know <laughs> I know that uh, you informed me that your sister is a potential fan of the pod. Same sister? Oh, yeah. Yeah, same sister. Yeah, she listened to all of them. She said that you are, um, I forget his name, but Billy Eichner's character on Parks and Rec, the loud flamboyant one. So <laughs> her favorite character. <laughs> wow. Kate, Kate will love that. I'll tell her that. That, that was our favorite <laughs> show to watch, dude. That yeah. show rips. And and so does Derek's show, dude. The yeah. walk show's incredible. And if you if you couldn't already tell based on that interview, which was rip roaring, uh, he is just such a cool dude. He's just he just like he just epitomizes like chilling. He <laughs> he's one of those he's just one of those people that like he like you'd meet him maybe and like he's like got the tattoos and the big beard looks like a total metalhead 
but he is impossible to not get along with. Like you, you could not find a better dude and him and his bandmates treated us like gold. Uh, they were so cool to a bunch of ratty teenagers from, you know, Midwestern Ontario. They, they kill it, man. I, I love that dude and his podcast reps. We have a lot to cover. I know. I wonder if we're going to have to push any of the next week, but I think we're going to, we just got to rip through it. Hey, eh? there's we, too much good stuff will. to get through. We will rip through it. We're hey man, our longest epi I think is an hour forty two. We're at it. we're at like forty five. We we can do this. We're gonna pass it. Um, so buckle in, folks. We're kicking things off with that. England's Prime Minister Boris Johnson in the ICU for COVID nineteen after like bragging about shaking everyone's hands while he was visiting a hospital. Now, now listen. I, I, I'm torn because like, I genuinely feel bad for Boris. Yeah, like absolutely hope that he recovers because how terrible is that? Like it's a thousand the percent. ICU, but what yeah. do you think was going to happen? It, it, it's hard to feel completely bad. Now, like you said, obviously we want this guy to recover. He's got an important job to do running a very major country and I don't know. He's kind of goofy. Like he just seems like an affable like uncle that says goofy stuff at at dinner, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like but at on the other side of the coin like you said, it's it's also sort of hard to feel bad for him because he's like, "Oh no, it's not that serious. I you'll be happy to know I went around and shook hands with everybody." So like if Do you that, think he spread it to other people too then? Like, say you picked it up at the start of his handshaking and yeah. then he just took it and passed it around. Now, here's another concern, though, that I have with that. First off, obviously, he is dumb. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's safe to say that. Like, he, he's a politician and, like, he, he does this and that. But that's dumb. But two... If that's true, who in that hospital was shaking hands with him? Would that they not know point. better? That like, is a good point. What the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Obviously, we hope Bo- Big Boris recovers. Big Boar. <laughs> he, Big Boar. He kind of makes me giggle. Um, he's just, I don't know. He's a, he's an affable guy, I guess. But certainly, like... Like but, you it's know, serious. Thoughts and prayers, like. <laughs> yeah, thoughts. Hashtag thoughts and prayers. <laughs> but like, o- like honestly, like if we were chilling right now, which I wish we could, if we were chilling doing this rip roaring show, which you like, Derek said should tell for what he say forty thousand should tell forty thousand people about. Yeah. Um, and there was a mouse trap for some reason on your table, and then I just went. What do you figure would happen if I put my hand in that mouse trap? And then you went, you being like the National Health Service, went like, that's a super bad idea. It'll hurt. And then I went, nah, and just clipped my finger off. You, I would assume and I would hope that to teach me a lesson that you would have a super hard time feeling bad for me despite bleeding all over the table. Well, it depends. Are you bleeding all over my table or your table? 
I don't know. I don't want mine to get messy. I don't want your gross blood. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's a that's a heavy statement. What's what? Okay. What well, do, you, all do you think I got like, like chunky all, tomato soup running I through think my you have regular blood, which I don't want to look at. That, okay. <laughs> that's fair. I'm glad you put it like that. <laughs> it was my table. Let's say anyway, okay. the point being, you wouldn't feel bad. So no. Boris get better and then keep being a bumbly fool. How about that? <laughs> Um, but uh, uh, speaking on, of uh, prime ministers, <laughs> Trudy, Justin Trudeau, has, has been in the, the media lately, not just because of his uh, daily like coronavirus updates, but because of what <laughs> some funny stuff he said during them, speaking moistly. To <laughs> I really <laughs> I don't like... I know what to say about it. He's just like, yeah, he's answering someone's question about um, if they should wear masks or not. And he's like, yeah, like, wear a mask because it, it could help other or prevent spreading the disease to other people if you're talking and breathing m- moistly on them and then he immediately like cringes at his own word he's like that's not a good picture <laughs> you know what you know what though dude and and you're right there's really nothing else to say to that it's just like and 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 to be fair too who the hell am i Uh, certainly of the two of us who the hell am i to criticize anybody for saying anything goofy i'm an idiot uh i'm so smart though dude i i'm so smart i took an iq test in vogue magazine once and it was like like three thousand um i guess they didn't ask you what chickens were (laughs) i I like your attitude Sorry. Go ahead. Um, so Trudy, first of all, I like that you call him Trudy. Like Trudy. you have like a, a rapport <laughs> with him. Um, so like he says it, but, and like people love to rip on Trudeau. Really, you know what, anybody in any position of power, but like him in particular, he has gotten shredded worse than any prime minister of my lifetime. And like, he's fine. It's fine dude and he's done lots of good activism stuff and whatever for like gay rights which i'm all aboard with and stuff like that the thing that i respect hard about the guy and i do this all the time and you can attest is he said something stupid and then he just owned it he just was like like, "Uh, you know what you know what that was dumb wasn't it guys yeah that's my favorite part of it how what do you think what do you think was his bigger blunder? Um, speaking moistly or drink box water bottle? <laughs> uh, drink, drink box water bottle. Drink box water bottle. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it was that interview where, um, that, where plastics um, was the biggest thing in the world um, and, and banning them and, and limiting your plastic use. And someone asked him what he's doing like in his own personal uh, life, lives about how, like how he's cutting down on plastics and he, he's trying to find the words to say that he's not drinking water bottles anymore. He's drinking like this other, like water from other things. And he just, couldn't, just good at answer it. He's like, drink out of these plastic, well, not plastic, uh, but these like drink, uh, drink box, water bottle type things. And it's so funny. <laughs> Which like, that's that, you know what, man, like I said, a lot of people rip on Trudeau and they hate him and this and that. It's like, man, if you think that the one guy 
is controlling everything, you're a moron. Like it's <laughs> politic, modern day politics, especially in like first world countries are a complex machine. There's a lot of people in control of a bunch of different stuff. He's just the head of it that takes all the bullets. And I respect that in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And this- he's been handling this whole COVID situation really well. Him and Doug Ford, I have nothing negative to say about how they're de- dealing with this situation. Me neither. It's been great. The only criticism I would ever have of him is in a situation like that where he like he's trying to sound like the coolest, most conscientious guy. Just be authentic, dude. Just be be a sauce and gosser. Be yourself. Stop. Don't, just say water bottles. Look at this, dude. You want to know how I cut down on plastic, dude? I never buy bottled water. I fucking drink. No one can see it, but I drink out of this pro hockey life obviously reusable hockey water bottle all the time. I fill it up in the morning, afternoon, and night, and I bury water. That's what I do, dude. Just say, hey, I've got a water bottle. If it was me, I would have been like, here, it is right here. I'll show it to you. Brand power. You're welcome, Pro Hockey Life. Sponsor us. Um, Like, just say water bottle, dude. Like, he was, like, trying to sound like the most, like, smart guy. And to to be fair to him, for everybody ripping on him, for, for being a drama teacher. He used to be a drama teacher. So what, dude? You used to be three years old and shit your pants. Like, How to be like... So, so it's true now. <laughs> well, well, yeah. But, like, to, to be like, oh, uh, like, take me, for instance. I'll self... Uh, dude, I, I have no problem ripping on me. I'm my favorite person to rip on, and that's what makes me a true sauce and gosser. If you can't laugh at yourself, fuck you. But here, <laughs> you can't. Dude, honestly, if you take yourself that seriously, like, and, and are bothered by stuff that, like, you let little things in life bother you, like, like for instance, saying the F word, I... I I got nothing for you. I have no advice other than you are taking your life way too seriously. But take me, for instance. I was a ratty, long-haired, goofball idiot who had no interest in, like, going to high school most days. And I thought that I was going to be a rock star. I thought I was going to be a rock star. Do you know how deranged you have to be to, like, think you're going to be a rock star. The only people that are rock stars are the people that didn't set out to be rock stars. Bruce Springsteen did not start playing songs and go like, dude, someday I'm going to, people are going to call me the boss and I am going to be multinational the shit. So Take me, for instance. I do such a cool job that I'm so passionate about now. I've been able to go on TV and do all sorts of cool stuff. And and so what? You're going to criticize me for, like, what? Being younger and figuring my life out? Let's be honest here, folks. We are all a mess. We are all flying by the seat of our pants. I have no idea what I'm doing tomorrow. Like, I know I'm going to be doing work and doing my job and everything. Outside of that, I got nothing on the docket. 
like these people, man, that are like intent. It's cool to have goals, but to sit there and be like, dude, I'm going to, I'm fucking going to do this, this, this. And, and it's the people that have a goal and don't hit it by a certain time limit and like, let that destroy their life. You know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. we're all like, realize, dude, we're all Oprah never used to be famous. She's like the richest woman ever now, I think, or whatever. Certainly one of them. Like, dude, she, Oprah, I, not to be like those corny Facebook things, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, look at this successful person. They were homeless at 35. But Oprah, legit, and, and I don't really like a lot of her shows. I used to watch it with mom, I'll, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. But when she was like 20-something, a guy, she started off as like a local news reporter, Uh, A guy there uh, who was, like, her producer told her she would never amount to anything. Well, Lady Gaga's um, college had a Facebook page saying, um, what's her name? Stephanie, whatever her last name is, will never be famous. (laughs) Like, Lady Gaga. Yeah, like, everyone was like, um, I I don't know her last name. I can't remember it either. But, yeah, they had a whole Facebook page um, about how she'll never be famous. And now she's, like, the first person to, like, win an Oscar and a Grammy at, like, the same, like, like year or something. I don't know. Something crazy. But Lady Gaga's super famous. And that's <laughs> the end of my statement, I guess. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, you kind of... You kind of just piggybacked what I said. Yeah, but I used a cooler example. Uh, uh, cooler than Oprah. You know what, dude? I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you, and, and that's fine. And you know what? That's what we're here for. Uh, the two of us, the head of Sauce and Goss, and this family, this movement of being yourself and, and knowing that you rip roar, except for the 1%. But the two of us at the head, that's what we're here to do. We piggyback off each other, and we, we help each other out. We, we, like Josh Groban says, lift each other up. Or Aww. whatever. Is that him? It doesn't know. matter. So I just I get my off- pillow all situated here. Sorry about that. Good for you, man. <laughs> get get comfy, man. The tea yeah. is still hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that note, quickly, I just want to clarify two things. On the last episode, I got real heated. Um, not not more so than ever, but just to clarify, if, if in case anyone was confused, we were talking about some of those crazy religious people in the states that are still going to church and endangering thousands of people, including their own families, with this virus shit. I never said and never meant for anybody to inflect or, or uh, that's the infer. wrong word. Infer. infer. I, dude, that's the piggybacking. I love that. Yeah, there you go. We're like Toy Story, dude. Piggy Bank and Woody. Um, did the Piggy Bank have a piggy name? Piggy Bank? You don't want to be like Buzz Lightyear and, and Woody? Like the two like main guys? You want me to, like, you want me to be the Piggy Bank? What? You, you're, you're, are, you, are you gender forcing me into a role? Why can't I be Bo Peep? You are the one. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm just saying. <laughs> We can we can be Buzz and Woody, and you know what? You can be Buzz because you got the wings, dude. You you are the one that flies. I'm Woody because I shoot from the hip, and I've had a snake in my boot, legitimately. Story for another day. Anyway, 
what I said was that I, ne- I, I never want anybody to think that I hate on anybody's life decisions based on religion, race, any of that bullshit, dude. That that sucks. And people that do that suck. Ironically enough, many people that consider themselves religious do that all the time. And that is a fact. But if you like religion, if you are religious, you go to church, you you are Buddhist, Christian, Muslim, what I don't care, dude. You can be part of this family. My Just be a point, nice person. That's all my, Exactly. My point was that these people that subs- that say they subscribe to a religion, which is supposed to be a positive and uplifting thing for you personally, the people that take that and try and twist their beliefs in between somebody's fucking rib cage and, and drive what they think is the right way to live and the right way to get married and the right way to do this or that suck. I don't, I'm not anti-religion at all to clarify, which I never said I was on the last episode. Mm-hmm. Like I told you the last episode that I am Christian and I've never, I was never offended by your comment. So. I went to church when I was a kid too, dude. And my mom just stopped going and I was like, okay, I guess we don't do that anymore. Like it's, but I have lots of friends that go and that's fine dude my point was that i don't like people that are so crazy about an ideological philosophy they have that they endanger other people like what those people down in the states were doing going to church during coronavirus that was my point also to clarify uh i never said that i hate all politicians either i never said that the majority of the of the local politicians that I've gotten to interact with over the years are generally very fantastic people. They aren't all, but most of them that I've personally interacted with have. What I said was, I don't like a lot of the big major political players in the world. Like old Don, I'm not a fan of the guy. I think that he sends just the worst possible image and message of the United States, which I know at its core is a great country with rip-roaring cool people that should listen to this podcast and tell 40,000 friends. But he gives them, in my opinion, a bad image. And I'm not a fan of the way a lot of those major politicians operate. So just to clarify, I'm not anti-religion or anti-politics. They're just not my favorite subjects. And I don't like people that those are their favorite subjects who try and smash that into your face and twist around your way of thinking. Dude, we've said this a thousand times. Certainly I have because I'm a motor mouth. This podcast is for fucking everybody. And dude, if you're bothered by how big of a dope I am on here, we're just kicking back and having fun. This is for fun, dude. And this is for everybody. If you're, if you have mental health struggles, if you're, if you feel persecuted by people, if you're, you know, any race, any, any creed, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're gay, straight, bi, LGBTQ, whatever, we want everybody on the sauce and goss train. This show is for everybody, dude, except for people that are pieces of shit to other human beings and are generally hateful toward others because they're uncomfortable with someone else's reality. 
And that is all I'll say on that. Well, thank you for clarifying that. And hopefully um, if anyone had an issue with it, they don't anymore. And if they do, well, then just turn off the podcast. We're not forcing you to listen. <laughs> yeah, dude, turn the show off. If you don't like it and you don't like, uh, you know, some of the some of the language, if you're bothered by me saying swear words and, and on rare occasion, Fiona saying swear words, rare occasion, <laughs> turn it off. Turn it off. Anyway, what else? But do we'll we move got? on. We, we've got... um. As uh, the Schitt's Creek uh, ser- series finale, I think, um, happened last night. Now, I have not watched this new season at all, so I've not watched the finale. Um, I'm pretty much just waiting for it to go on Netflix, because that seems like the easiest way to watch it. But I have recently watched the entire series, um, per your recommendation, and I love it. It is definitely my top five favorite shows <laughs> at this point. Oh, me too. Me too. Shit's Creek is incredible. Shout out to my friend Jess, uh, who got me into it. Her and her kids and her husband all love it. And they were like, you gotta watch Shit's Creek. It, it is such a cool show. Uh, uniquely Canadian too. They, mm-hmm. they film it just outside of Orangeville and use a lot of like that area in the show. It's I, I'm pretty sure actually it is exclusively filmed in Canada. Um, Obviously, Daniel and Eugene Levy are both proud Canadians. And, and man, the whole cast is so, so good. I can't wait to watch the final season. Jess watched it all live on, on TV. She watched all the new season on CBC. Said it was super emotional. What a great ending. Uh, and watched the after show. Um, said she loved it. It's just such a good show. Like... It's just so funny the way this family interacts with each other living in this motel. <laughs> I gotta say, after I, I binge watched it, I definitely for some I'm 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 such a sponge of other people's like characteristics and, and words and stuff, which is why I now say rip all the time. Um but I I I was acting like Alexis, like like speaking like her, using like <laughs> just her characteristics. I became Alexis for like three days. I swear to God, it was so, I was like, I know, like, I realized what I was doing, but I couldn't stop. (laughs) Oh, oh, that makes me so happy. And do you know why? Do you know why that makes me happy? Because you called me Alexis before I watched the show. (laughs) Which I I still find almost rude, um, but it turns out she's very funny, so it's okay. But but the see but the thing about Alexis and and this aspect of her is not true of you at all. But the thing about Alexis at at, at the end is that despite coming to Shit's Creek as a very bratty, really piece of shit person who uses everyone around mm-hmm. her, she at heart is an extremely good person, and um, the whole the whole relationship arc of her and Ted is mm-hmm. spectacular um i really really like that um the show's just so good dude and and i love that you love it everybody should check that show out it's so good what what are some of your favorite moments from the show thus far having of course yeah. neither of us seen the final season well i have to say for some reason one of my favorite lines is from is the very last line of the first episode when Mora says all right good night let's all pray we don't wake up <laughs> just <laughs> so funny 
don't know because I'm like I get it like like your whole world's turned upside down and that's what you're feeling and I I just died laughing I was like all right I'm now hooked into this show but I every every line that David ever says um is also the best (laughs) he's the best character (laughs) he's so so funny um oh my god is there anything else that sticks out to you or probably every I don't know it's all so good at everything narrow it down like <laughs> I I would say like well like any any time that and I'm gonna get a t-shirt with this on it anytime Alexa says ew David ew David yeah <laughs> so Kate my girlfriend Kate her brother's name is David and we got him watching the show and we say it around him quite often now. it <laughs> Ooh, David, it's so. I don't so know any David, fun. so it's such a waste of of a life. I can't even say that to anyone. So. <laughs> it's so it's so fun. One of one of the my favorite episode, and 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 you know, as we delve further and further into spilling tea, sooner than later worldwide. Hashtag World Tour twenty twenty two, setting goals. But I won't be crushed if we don't do it. But I'm setting goals. Okay, folks, that's important. Lower your expectations and be surprised. That's my advice. <laughs> so one of my one of the things people will discover about me as we continue is that I'm a pretty emotional guy, dude. I cry at sports movies. I love sports. Uh, and and like <laughs> Friday Night Lights, the movie and series cried all the time. I'm a very sensitive guy, man. I remember when I was like five years old, my aunt bought me E.T., like the 20th anniversary edition on VHS. And she, or no, if I was five, it would have been like the 10 year anniversary. And I watched it. And I'm, have you seen E.T.? No. Because I know it I know it happened. So now it's okay. like, well, what's the so, point? So I know we're still talking, and by the way, folks, so you're not lost. We're still talking about Shit's Creek, and I'm going to build up to an emotional scene. So in, in E.T., uh, alien crashes on Earth. He gets left behind. A little boy befriends him. The alien gets sick, and there's a part in the movie toward the end where they're both in, like, a special scientist hospital unit that the government builds. And I thought that E.T. was going to die. And so I ran up the stairs so mad at my aunt phyllis shout out aunt phyllis and i was like aunt phyllis that sucked that he died <laughs> and she was like you moron like go back down and finish the movie you know and so i finished it and obviously et goes home so how about that and it's very fun so Spoiler. i cried at that i've been a crybaby since i was a little kid the episode where uh uh, David gets proposed to. I was gonna say, um, and, and if you haven't watched the show, um, stop listening now, I guess, and uh, go watch it, and then tune back in. Yeah, uh, I, go sp- ahead. I spoiled that. I spoiled that, but that episode just uh, crushed me in a good oh, yeah. way. Yeah, it was. So- I texted you after I watched it. I was like, I cried. <laughs> oh, it was so beautiful. My yeah. girlfriend and I both were like in tears. It's just. The way it was written, the way they act, the acting is superb in the so whole perfect. show. But wow. that shit was perfect. And also, um, despite it being a comedy show, some of my favorite moments are the emotional ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, that says a lot about me. 
Um, the the night that he uh, opens his store and his boyfriend plays simply the best for him on acoustic oh guitar. Oh my god! Oh my god! Are you gonna so cry? Good. I, I, no, it's I just might. so good. I might. You cry. talking about Shit's Creek is like me talking about The Office, planning out all of the perfect emotional plot points <laughs> that make but the show but, so whole. <laughs> but that's why we're the shit, and because I love all those Office plot points too. Um, I love the Office Ladies podcast. It's so good. I'm caught up now. Um, my, I think my favorite line in the entire show, and that's hard to pick. I think my favorite line might be when Moira and Alexis are having like an impromptu lunch mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> to try and connect as mother and daughter. Yeah. And they're asking each other like very general questions because they really haven't established a good relationship in all their life. And so <laughs> Alexis asks her mom, what's your favorite season? And Moira, who is an actress in the show, like a former soap opera actress or whatever, she goes, hmm, my favorite season. Uh, oh, awards. <laughs> That's so funny, man. I want to get a t-shirt that says that. That's so Oh, my God. Imagine yeah. being that, like, self-centered. What's your favorite season? Awards. Moira is so funny because she's, like, so, like, unlikable, but <laughs> so perfect and, like, such a good character. I don't know how to describe it. She has so many good lines. It's stupid. It's, oh, my God. I don't know. Everyone is my favorite. It's hard. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't even process my thoughts into words right now it's such and a that's good show why you should all, oh yeah absolutely that's why you should all check it out man it's made here in beautiful canada uh involving many very talented canadians so how about that get on that oh man also, Shit's just, creek. the yeah the yeah the the mayor of Shit's creek is rolling shit that's the funniest thing anyone's ever created <laughs> Oh my god, dude, do you know? Oh, I just thought of this. So his name is Roland Shit, which is yeah. hilarious. Do you This is spoilers as well. Do you remember what they named their daughter? Um Yeah, no, but I will tell you. Skip ahead if you don't want the spoilers, but yeah, this is a I forget. Moira really helps them out mm-hmm. with the whole getting to the hospital yeah, it's, thing. That's, it's I know it's the son. It's they have a son, and that and Moira is the son's middle name. You're right. Yeah, it's a son. Yeah, that makes so much more sense. That's why it's funny. And they name they name him Roland, Roland Junior. Obviously, <laughs> Roland Moira shit. <laughs> Get a grasp of that. God, oh, she's so, so unhappy. Oh, wow. that's so, so funny, dude. Oh, Lord. That's so funny. Shit's Creek rips so hard, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, uh, what, what else do we got here? We've got um, uh, sending uh, someone relationship surveys. Now, is that like like a magazine clip out? Like, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Now there's a story here, okay? And I know the boy I know the boys listen 
and and they should tell everyone else to listen because they're good friends and and then they all tell people listen we get to do the world tour hashtag 2022 my buddy steph uh stephane he uh he's telling us the other night about how before he met his now rip roar and girlfriend he uh went on a couple other dates with some other young lasses and one of them, like before they went out, so they connected on what's known today as a dating app. And before, <laughs> before they, for old people, that's like a virtual bar on your phone. I'm only joking. I'm joking, dude. I'm such a dick. Um, so <laughs> they, they start chatting like these apps match you up with like-minded people, I guess, or whatever. I've never used one. And they, uh, they're they chatting and whatever, discovering some things about each other, right? And then uh, out of nowhere, before they agree to meet, she, I guess, sends him like this long like personality survey to fill out. And she wanted him to fill it out that night before they planned to meet <laughs> that no. weekend. And he runs this by us the other night as we're having a, a voice chat and we all agreed with him. We were like, that is, um, that's Weird. the reddest of flags. Like you gotta hit the delete on oh, that. Wait. Right. <laughs> Like, I thought, like, relationship quizzes only existed for, like, teenage girls to, um, like, fantasize about dating, like, their, like, their celebrity crush. Like, oh, my God, like, Justin Timberlake and I would, like, be the best couple because we both like blue. Like, that's what I... <laughs> uh, look at you stereotyping now. See, it's not just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you swear once... I'm only now, kidding. Now, why the fuck would I do that? There oh, go. God. <laughs> you know what, though? That's the. That's why we're a good team, man. We're a good. That's why we're the yin and yang. I'm. I'm. For those who don't know already, dude. I am sauce. She is goss. I am the one spitting. Okay. She spills the tea, and I kick it at you. Still scalding hot and it's summertime and you're wearing fucking flip flops and like a little bit gets on your big toe and it like singes. And then for the rest of the summer, you've got like one big red dot on your toe. Is this a personal That's what this story? show. No, dude. Not. Except actually, you know what though, dude, one time story for another day too. My mom spilt an entire pot of scalding <laughs> hot coffee on my head. What about and... the chili? Oh, the chili. Okay, we'll we'll dig into that. So so to finish, uh, real quick, I'll t I promise I'll tell those stories. But to finish on this subject, because we love getting side, well, I I love getting sidetracked, mm -hmm. and that's what this show again is all about. We just we just rip all over the place. Uh, that's weird, right? Like if someone did that to you, that's super weird. Like I get mm -hmm. the advent of the dating app in this time we're living in and not with the virus per se, but just, you know, it's hard to meet people, right? Yeah. And, it's like but, someone, yeah. It's like someone sent, sent me a relationship test before we like got together and be like, Oh, like what makes you so amazing that you need to test me 
before we go out like honey no like you need to make sure that you're good enough for me not the other way around oh a so. little bit of sass there well, honey well, that's, what I'm saying. that's what i am I'm dishing it like i like i see it <laughs> Honey, that was a honey, honey with like, honey. <laughs> like that was like a honey spelt with like four U's and Y. Honey, that that almost got like southern. I like that. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny, honey. There you go. go oh, go ahead. <laughs> that see, that's that's what we do, dude. I swear a lot, and you toss out fun lines. How about that? You're you're the quotable one. Um, yeah, it's weird because like the the act of doing that, it's like, okay, I understand the trouble and, and the want of connecting with someone on one of these apps. That's totally fine. But doing that and sending somebody a preconceived test, that says to me that you don't want to do any of the work. Hey, the test is meeting someone and discovering things organically Mm -hmm. to send somebody like, and also, so also like she wrote up these questions. What? Yeah. 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 Like, no, it wasn't like a predetermined, like she Googled that makes it, that makes it so much weirder. That's, those are the questions you would ask on like your first few dates. Like, you what would you have to talk about? I don't know. I I don't know. Like, oh, how, like, oh, man, you're good at bowling. Good job with that strike. Like, that's, like, I don't know. Is that what you do on a first day? <laughs> like, Turkey. <laughs> and fucking like, muffin. Oh, no, like, I'm not that hungry, but thank you. Like, <laughs> she doesn't fucking, know uh, And then, like, <laughs> and then, like, she, she bowls. And then, like, her ball comes back, and then he steps up, and it's Muffin the Cat. Hold on. <laughs> it's That's me. uncalled for. <laughs> it's me with Muffin. I'm just like, I'm going to bowl a strike every time. I'm sorry, Muffin. Um, honey. Oh, honey. God. That's like that. Remember that How I Met Your Mother episode with Katy Perry on it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> her name was honey and she was so dumb on it oh that's so funny okay oh that's funny so this that story relates to another one that i was i had shared with me um on another one of these dates my friend this girl they've just met it's their first date and she's like like a little weird like kind of just not vibing right she she wasn't really for him okay and so at one point during the date she gets up and is like i'm just gonna like run to the bathroom that that old move and before she does she like goes in on him and like hardcore starts making out with him in the restaurant not cool right and then so like did she not realize that the date wasn't going well (laughs) like uh no so she does this and and heads off to uh, as as the British would say the loo the loo and <laughs> and uh, Steph got the bill and peeled out. He rip roared out of there. Huh. Um. Which so we, we which I touched agree. On with. this, like 
like we're not into like like hardcore pda sessions like that like no. <laughs> especially on a first date with someone you're not interested in, <laughs> in a public f- restaurant like that's like she's just like lean over the table like that's so weird yeah legit that that is what happened. what about couples who just like 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 hold hands just like across the table like the whole dinner like that's weird too like how are you gonna it, eat? that's it's <laughs> that's weird that's weird to me but not as but not as bad uh, like by like not, not even close but like yeah it's not know. as bad i agree so yeah <laughs> okay so we we will you're right we will eclipse our longest episode here, but really quick, I did promise I would share these stories before we move into our topic that we shared on social media um, and got a lot of response, dude. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of responses, lots of thoughts here. But first, because because you practically begged for it, here come the stories. My mom, this one time, this is real simple. It was my birthday and... Some of my, uh, some of our family were invited over to the house to hang out, and my mom made a pot of coffee for everybody. And as she was rounding my chair, she clipped the chair and dropped the hot, hot, <laughs> and I can't emphasize this enough, hot pot of coffee on my head. And it's like if Zac Efron was a pot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, honey. Anyway. <laughs> Shit, I'm going to be saying that now all day because like you, I'm very impressionable. Oh my God. Anyway, when I say on my head, I don't mean like some of it dripped on my head. I mean like the pot was overturned and all of the contents of which spilled on and around my head and face. Like the opposite of the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> Yes, it was the hot volcano challenge, and she won. And, <laughs> and now, no one else got nominated. <laughs> yeah, dude. Now, in that instance, my very thick and vol- voluminous, if I can say that, voluminous, voluminous vol- well, voluptuous is a little too sexual, but we'll say voluminous hair. Is that right? That sounds weird to me. It, Sorry, you guys. Well, voluminous hair that I also inherited from my mom saved me that day because I'm not inherited nice pun I uh it saved me and I immediately got in the shower and rinsed it out she felt super bad and I was like mom you're the fucking coolest who cares it was really funny okay I just googled it voluminous is right sorry dude I'll tell you what man I'll take being right just once I'll really take that and you know what's fun for me right now, too, is that the sun has set outside the window here, and now I've gotten very dark in, in this chat. <laughs> yeah, it's been a weird and, transition. <laughs> and what's fun for me, though, is just the way my computer light is hitting my face. It's making my mustache look darker than it actually is, and I'm fired <laughs> up about that. Although I will say I look like a creepy French guy named Francois. So, yeah, you look like the type of person that like I'm not allowed to be faced with. <laughs> Oh, don't say that. It's so true, though. It's so true. Your mom would walk in and see this and be like, honey. 
Oh my god. Okay, really quick because we've got we've got we got to talk about donuts. Everyone's yeah. favorite treat. The chili story. I'm like 19 years old. I'm still living at home. What a bum. And uh I'm sick. I've been sick for like 3 days. I had the flu. It it did not rip, but I came out the other side of it to start this rip roaring podcast. So, I'm sick. It's like the third or fourth day. I'm starting to feel a little better. My mom used to make the most boss homemade chili. She's making it. I can smell it downstairs. And I'm at that stage where I'm still nauseous if I stand up. But I'm like, you know what, man? I want some of that delicious food in my belly. So I get up, wrapped in a big wolf blanket that I had. And I come downstairs. I'm in my boxers and nothing but this wolf blanket. My mom's like, do you think you could eat? I go, mom, yeah, dude, look at me. I could eat. And so she pours me a scalding hot out of the crock pot bowl of her delicious Janice chili. Now, (laughs) I proceed to go down to the couch downstairs, down a flight of stairs, five stairs into our family room. The stairs to the downstairs in my house, my childhood home, were tile, like glass, like the, like the, you know, slippery tile, not like the plastic stuff, like the stone stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I hit the second step, step on my blanket. The tension of the blanket catches under my foot. I slip now. I'm in a precarious position here because, A, I've got three more stairs to go, and B, I am holding the hottest bowl of chili on planet fucking Earth. I am sick. I have no wits about me. I let go of the chili. (laughs) My body falls down the stairs. I land on the last step on my tailbone against the edge of the the stair it cuts my back i'm laying there laying out on my ass in nothing but boxers and the chili remember the chili kids that i threw up in the air now turns over and falls directly on my bare chest at that stage of my life if i had chest hair it was now gone I burned my chest so badly, dude. And so now the chili's everywhere. The bowl shatters. Dude, there's chili on our ceiling. And I'm laying there screaming. My mom comes running over. She's like, oh my God. It was so fun. My back. I can't even feel my back. For just a second. And this isn't a joke. This is, dude. I'm deadly serious for just a second. The way I was laying and the way it like the way it felt or didn't feel, maybe I should say I legitimately for a second thought that I did something to my back and I was paralyzed, which was scary. And then I'm like moving my feet, which also have chili all over them. And I'm like, well, I can feel it burning my thighs. So obviously (laughs) Obviously, this isn't going to turn into a wheelchair situation. Um, And 
that's basically the gist of it. I spilled scalding chili on myself like a moron. And uh, for a little while, probably a month or two, my chest kind of looked um, a little bit like a bird's eye view of Australia. Ouch. What is that? Wait, is that? Ouch. Is that like a, like a forest fire joke? Like, that's too soon. No, Sorry, it wasn't a forest fire joke. It's burning. You took it there, dude. The joke. The joke. I was like, that's too soon. That's not funny. That's not what I meant. The joke was that the chili left an imprint on my chest in the shape of the country. Okay, well, you should say that next time. That's what I did say. It looked like a map of Australia. And and and, and Maybe that, I shouldn't tune out for a second next time. And that's the truth, honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> okay, tee but up, yeah, well. Tee up, our next, tee up our next subject here, which was a lot of fun to interact with people on. I'm going to quickly turn my light on because I feel creepy right now. Thank you. Yeah, so our next topic, we asked uh, Twitter, Facebook, um, top three donuts. Um, and I made some like pretty hefty claims on Twitter. Um, and I feel like people are going to hate me, but I stand by them and because uh, there are a lot of people's favorite donuts, but I think that they're wrong and they should rethink their favorite donuts. Um, if your favorite donut is a honey cruller, think again, that's an uncooked honey, like honey dip donut. It's so gross. Like, have you had a honey dip donut before? Like it's infinitely better. I like I I don't understand I agree what, I like like <laughs> like the thought like I'm very passionate about this one thought is that if your favorite is a honey cruller try a different donut <laughs> and I guarantee that it's better um <laughs> we had uh we had a lot of responses to top three donuts mm-hmm. why don't you I'll, I'll give some shout outs to people uh that responded Real quick, uh, what are your top three? My you don't need three. to explain why, just w- what are they? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sour cream glazed, um, Canadian maple, and honey dip. Okay, I so would say we're in that order. We're oh, okay, and you have a solid order, and I appreciate that. Now, while I disagree strongly with two of those, um, I, res- I respect it, dude, because you know what? Those are the donuts, much like the music you listen to, which you should never be insecure about. Those are the donuts that make you happy, dude. And we're all about being... Happy? <laughs> ourselves, but also happy. Okay. The wavelength really split there. Wow. It was like watching a scissor cut a ribbon. Snip. That's hilarious. I'll tell you what my top three are, dude. Yes, please do. uh, Apple Frit, number one, by a landslide. Uh, Okay. Double Choco. Now, by that, I mean the chocolate dough dipped in chocolate sauce. That's what I mean by double choc. Yep, that's fine. Honey, honey dip, which many people are surprised about because it's a... And I agree with the assessment. It's a very bland donut. But 
but and, it's fluffy. It's light. It, it's it, depending on your mood. It's just what you need to keep going. And, Is it the exact, right perk? Exactly. And, and you know what's great about it, dude? You could, if you really wanted to, turn it into other donuts. Mm-hmm. I have before spread Nutella on a honey dip donut. You can. That you is can, such a good idea. Isn't oh it? God. Don't <laughs> I? I. I come through once in a blue moon for you, folks. Yeah. Well, it's that? not difficult to impress me with Nutella. So. <laughs> That's same Z's. Um, <laughs> not a sponsor. Okay. <laughs> so we've. Let me give let me give a shout out to some folks that that participated here. Alan at Mansky uh, had a lot of great opinions here. Kara Smith, who's an OG fan of this show, and she's a rip roaring good country artist, and you should check out her music. Uh, she's big on the sour cream glazed as well. Uh, lots of love or um, yeah, there's some honey cruller love in here. Strawberry vanilla, vanilla dip. Uh, who else do we got on here? Alex Shaw, who seconds my apple fritter at number one. Uh, Brandon Holthouse uh, gave us some nice comments. The infamous Toronto Maple Leaf fan, Dark Guy, who's a beauty. He threw out some great opinions. Dan Hayden from down in the States. People in the US of A, man, getting involved here. I love it. Lots. Of, and man, I'm not logged into our Facebook right now. Yeah, but I got so Facebook many- here. Love that. If you have it, go. Uh, My mom, uh, she commented, uh, she likes cinnamon sugar, yum, uh, chocolate Mm -hmm. everything, and strawberry-filled sugary treats. And she says, aw, now I want to go get a box of donuts, which um, she made my dad go and buy us some donuts this morning (laughs) because she really wanted some donuts. Um, My good friend, Mitch, shout out Mitch, love you. He's He's a new fan of the show. He's finally got into it. Binged a bunch of episodes the past couple days. Um, appreciate you. Um, he likes sour cream glaze, Canadian maple, and Boston cream. Um, correct. <laughs> that is a good choice, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Boston cream love as well. I'm not fine. a fan, but I, yeah, a I'm not a big people. fan either. But I mean, it's better than any kind of fritter. I got this. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. My girlfriend's <laughs> favorite, by the way. Uh, off the top of my head, Kate. Kate got involved. Her favorite blueberry fritter, which uh, is it as good as apple? I, I mean, don't know about I don't that. think. A, how is a fritter a donut? It's it's square. It's a square monstrosity. Uh, d- d- don't you say that? Don't 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 you? Uh, don't I said you it. Say that. I said um, it. Well, I said it, and I can't take it back. I'm I'm really glad that this podcast rips so hard because I'm I'm actually personally offended, but. Unlike people that actually are offended by things like, I don't know, the F word, I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm just going to move on with my life. How about that? Are you going to call like the podcast police and have me removed? Yeah, actually, I am. And the donut police. Oh, no. So that you can never enjoy a donut again. Uh, Well, donuts aren't my favorite dessert, so... They aren't mine either, dude. Pie all the way. That's a that's a great topic for another day. But yeah, man, we really appreciate everybody freaking uh, getting involved uh, online. We really, really appreciate you, uh, A, following us on Facebook, where you can find links to this rip roar and show. But on Twitter as well, dude, at Sauce and Goss Pod, you can get involved. DM us. 
Um, you know, message us, email us anytime, sauceandgoss at gmail.com. Send in topics and ideas. This was actually a suggestion to me uh, from someone on Twitter to uh, to run this through. And and real quick, I, I also just want to give a shout out to the Valley Boys podcast, which is a great show down in L.A. Uh, involving a, a guy, a really funny comedian, uh, Dave Weasel, who's a really cool dude. He's interacted with me a bit on Twitter. And uh, yeah, love to the Valley Boys dudes, man. They Their podcast rips really hard. They are really cool dudes. And, and I laughed a lot. Uh, catching up on their pod um really great stuff yeah man always fun when people interact with us and dave weasel if you're listening to uh, this podcast you and i have the same birthday um i don't know what you want to do with that uh, <laughs> uh when this is over we'll have a big birthday party or something uh september 22nd shout out so Dave, that's an invite. We will establish a forever podcast bond. How about that? <laughs> Via your shared birthday with Rip Roar and Fiona over here. How about that shit? I love that. Really quick. <laughs> really quick. Speaking of my good friend Fee here. Every now and again when we chat on the phone about how oh hard this podcast trips <laughs> and how much fun we have doing this. And again, folks... I'm sorry if anything we say on here personally bothers you or you don't like my excessive language. Just turn it off then. But for those of you that get it and love the show for what it's supposed to be, a rip-roar in good time. We chat about this show and, and we, you know what? We semi-plot this out. I We go off on tangents, but we think about this, man, because we care about you guys, dude. And you should all care about each other, except for the 1%. Um, every now and again, cell phone coverage in any part of the country sometimes <laughs> is a little spotty. And when you're chatting with somebody on a cell phone, occasionally you don't totally hear what they said to you. Now, earlier today, my good friend Fee was trying to get something done with the use of the internet. And the internet magically disappeared. We don't know why. We haven't it's deciphered. Because my dad it. unplugged the router. It, wow, really? It was that simple, eh? Dad, well, no, he, he unplugged it and unplugged it back head. in because he was like re like re put it like he got a new like extension cord or whatever that like was better, is more grounded. And then he did it, and for some reason, like like there, like my parents' laptop connected to the Wi-Fi, and all of our phones connected to the Wi-Fi, but my laptop is a piece of poo. And just, like, couldn't find the network again for, like, 20 minutes at least. And it was a huge issue. Um, so I was having a real, a real, like, I was very close to having, like, this breakdown because I, I needed to get my work done, but I couldn't. So <laughs> continue. So she laid it out for you there. She's having some real issues trying to get her work done that she really needs the internet for. Now, the problem gets resolved. And then we jump on the phone to chat a bit about this rip roaring episode. And man, I really hope you guys enjoyed it. And it was so cool having D Rock, Mr. Derek Prince Cox on the show. Shout out again to him and the Walk Show. Um, give them a follow, give them a listen. Uh, we're chatting about the show and what we want to do. And Fee is telling me about this near disaster 
that she experienced today, which really put you through an emotional ringer because mm-hmm. you needed the internet real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, wow, uh, jokingly, of course, I said, wow, you were that close to the cliff's edge, eh? <laughs> and you said... <laughs> yeah, I guess I was close Yeah, like I guess I was close to the cliff. Sandwich. <laughs> the cliff sandwich. I didn't know what he said. <laughs> so I was like, sure. That says weird stuff. I, I, that sounds like something he could have said to me. So I said it back in a quizzical tone. He's like, what? The cliff's I'm like, oh, okay. She she misheard me and thought that I said the cliff sandwich. I mean I don't know. I, that was that is the funniest miss here of any game of t- I I I ripped on her pretty hard for it. I was like, the in what happens there in which you put a piece of bread at both ends of the cliff and bite it? Like, I don't what? know. You're the one who said it. <laughs> oh, I that I, I that allegedly I said it. That's what I thought. And I was like, sure, I guess I'm close to the cliff sandwich if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> the cliff goddamn sandwich, folks. <laughs> I think we all know, based on you listening to this show and loving this show and sharing this show, that you all probably know what direction the title is heading in. (laughs) Whoops. So damn funny, man. Oh, that made me laugh for hours. I told everybody in the house, by the way, and they all (laughs) laughed. They thought it was so funny, man. And and someday, dude, someday when we're prepping. Beyond merch, isn't it? Oh my god, yes. When we're prepping for hashtag world tour 2022, we are gonna have sweatshirts that say the cliff sandwich. And I cannot wait. Oh, that's so funny, dude. Man, that was so much fun. This is this is our longest episode we've done. Again, it just flew by. We have so much fun doing this damn show, dude. I I don't know how Fiona puts up with my insanity. It's, uh, I mean, she gives it right back with the sass, and that's what this is all about, man. But we're having fun here, dude. We're trying to stay loose during this quarantine. It's not fun for anybody. I wish we could just do this show live with each other and and not have to, you know, do it through online video chat. But we are still doing our best to have fun, and that's the point. We want you to have fun listening. You can follow this show and subscribe to it. Tell all your friends to do the same. All 40,000. All 40,000, dude. We've all got those. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. You can follow us at... (laughs) That's the the Cliff Sandwich coming back. (laughs) I didn't hear what you said. Hey, Fiona, we know. 
do you want to try that again? We'll, okay, okay, lead we'll me into it. Do, we'll just we'll just act like that never happened. So sure. I said all all the podcasts, all the best podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. You can find the show, and you can follow us at okay, like on social media. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're on Facebook, Sauce and Goss, and Twitter at Sauce and Goss Pod. And you can email us at saucinggoss at gmail.com. You crushed that on the third or fourth attempt, whatever that was. I was like, really, two and a really half. well done. Two and a half attempts. And, and you know what? Two and a half attempts because I made it up is exactly how much goes in to a cliff sandwich. So how about that? Two and a half what goes into a club sandwich? We'll decide. You you use your imagination, sauce and gossers. How about that? <laughs> Two and a half of something. I mean, it's a cliff sandwich. Two and right? a half men. <laughs> we got Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen sandwich. is in our sandwich. <laughs> Tiger blood. <laughs> what did he used to say all the time? When? <laughs> This show's winning, dude. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, all the socials that Fee just said. Share it, dude. We appreciate it. You can find us on CastBox, where we host all our shows as well. We really appreciate you listening to Saucing Goss, dude, while we're all in quarantine. I'm Ryan. I'm Fiona. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We love it.